This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amiel Saleh and Hany Balkis. Happy Sunday, everyone. I hope you're all having a fantastic and blessed afternoon. It feels like a, it's going to be the start of a great week over here. You're listening to Future Talk. This is the one and only place where we bring you the latest in robotics, artificial intelligence, gadgets, and applications. All that you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and around the world is being brought to you right here on Pulse95. Yes, indeed, Omi. And starting off today, we're talking about charger schools and how they will go 100% online Starting from today, the February 14th now, um, it's good news because obviously more social distancing and even I'm looking at it as there will be less traffic now because no more big school buses in the roads. But hopefully uh, we will uh, see Sharjah going 100% online. Yes, indeed. Let us know your thoughts. I'm sure a lot of parents have mixed feelings about this decision. Coming up on the show as well, Google Chrome is making headlines because if you use Google Chrome on your iOS devices, you will soon be able to keep your incognito tabs even more secretive with the new Face ID feature that you can use to unlock that Chrome browser. Browser. <laughs> yes, now not a lot of people use incognito mode. I yes. use it intensively. Mm-hmm. I use it all the time, especially when I'm on a computer that I don't actually use a lot. For example, mm-hmm. a work computer if I want to search up something. So having this on your phone is very important as well. But talking about the gadget of the day, we're talking about Facebook working on a smartwatch with social and fitness focus. Now, it's very weird looking at <laughs> Facebook going into that smartwatch industry. But again, it's not so weird because we're looking at Amazon, Apple, Samsung, all the big tech companies are going and looking for that kind of wearable technology industry. This news has been catching a lot of traffic recently, so we're going to be telling you all about it. Coming up on the show as well, we've talked about flying cars before. We've talked about trains. We've talked about hyperloops. But today's concept is a very interesting one because Hyundai is launching a car that can walk. Where could this be used? This is what you're going to be finding all about in just a few moments. Very interesting. And they will call that car Tiger. Ooh. <laughs> so we will see uh, what's that all about. But we're talking about also Twitter and how it may allow users to receive payments from followers. Now, you know what the first thing I'm going to do, ladies and gentlemen, when that feature comes out, if it does come out, <laughs> I will ask everyone to send me one dirham. Oh, the amount of money you will collect. Yeah, though. one dirham. I mean, I have around, I believe, 9,000 something followers. 9,000 dirhams. 9,000 dirhams. Just like like that. Let's hopefully everyone will send me a dirham. Let us know your guys' thoughts for 215.slot or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. We're taking a short break, but when we talk, come back. We're talking about Sharjah schools and how they're going 100% online. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Big news happening today in Sharjah as schools will go 100% online from the February 14th, which is today, ladies and gentlemen. Now, the shift to e-learning will apply to all students in the Emirate of Sharjah, including those in nursery schools. Now, Sharjah has announced 100% distant learning for all public and private schools starting from Sunday, February until February 28th. So we're looking at a two-week uh, gap yeah. from uh, the 14th to 28th. And I do believe they will then reconsider whether or not to extend the online learning. Absolutely. And this decision is coming from the Sharjah Private Education Authority that is basically shifting all students in the Emirate to e-learning, including those in nursery schools. Now, this is all being taken as 
part of the COVID precautionary measures and trying to make sure that every situation is contained. And we all know that although a lot of parents were relieved once their students and once their kids were able to return back to physical in-person learning, e-learning can also prove to have some benefits. Now, a lot of uh, officials have been stating that the shift to 100% distance learning this time around will be a lot more smoother because a lot of Sharjah schools now are much more equipped for virtual classes. Since last year, 90% of students in the Emirates have been studying remotely. So the system has already been established. Students are only having to readapt to it once again. And I do believe it will be a quick and smooth adaptation as uh, they're already used to uh, the distant learning as just like you mentioned only 90% of school students in Sharjah were distant learning now besides Sharjah Ajman has also moved to full-time distance learning which was according to announcement that happened on Tuesday now the SPA along with the ECDMT will be monitoring the health situation to ensure the safety of students teachers and administrative staff now, the attendance of teaching and administration staff on campus will be left to the discretion of the school management teams. However, he did say that all precautionary measures must be followed, including a PCR test every two weeks. Now, yes, the teachers and the administration will be going to school, yeah. but they do need to make that PCR test to make it a smooth trans- uh, transition. And again, I do believe that this is 100% viable and it can be done easily as school students are already and a lot of them actually only kind of do prefer online teaching and and learning because we've been seeing statistics do show that a lot of students and a majority of students have been getting better grades because of online learning absolutely it definitely has its perks and a lot of students especially parents have been relaxed during e-learning because they get to sleep in a little bit there's no commute time that they have to go through but vaccination drives right here in the emirate of Sharjah have definitely been booming a lot of staff especially in schools we're looking at technical administrative and even educational staff have been going ahead and getting the vaccine so that when students do return back to schools that transition goes smoothly and we have less cases of COVID-19 spreading around now as children go back to e-learning we do need to remind parents to make sure that they are protecting their children online lots of dangers tend to happen and as we've discussed with many cybersecurity experts Uh, Many scams have actually been impacting children in specific Mm. during their e-learning platform Mm. period Mm. of studying. Mm. Yes, we do recommend all parents or any kind of uh, guardian or adult in the household during uh, the distant learning period to monitor their children's activity online because, again... The internet is a free space, but at the same time, there's a lot of things that the child could be uh, kind of uh, uh, vulnerable to. So you guys do need to monitor and see what they're doing. We want to know your guys' thoughts, though. 4215, or on Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. Are you ready for (laughs) distant learning to be in full effect once again? If so, do text us in. Taking a short break, but when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about Chrome for iOS and how it will soon keep incognito tabs even more secret with this brand new feature. You're You're listening listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Don't we just love the Face ID feature on our iPhones? Well, if you are a fan of using your biometrics to unlock your devices, we've got good news for you because Google is now testing a brand new privacy feature to its Chrome browser for all of its iOS users. This feature 
can basically lock all of your incognito tabs behind Face ID. So now you can actually make sure that all of your browsing is happening in a much more private manner. Yes, Google is testing a new privacy feature to, to its Chrome browser for iOS that can lock incognito tabs behind Face ID. Now, Apple's facial recognition system is used to secure an iPhone or iPad, but many apps do have their own Face ID support mm. for extra security. For an example, WhatsApp. Well, you can have your WhatsApp where it's open either by your fingerprint or your Face ID, which is a biometric. Now, Google has started testing securing incognito tabs behind Face ID in its latest Chrome iOS beta, which does signal that it should arrive to regular users in the coming months. But you know when I will be impressed on me, not from Google, mm. but from Apple, when I can have Face ID on selected apps, for example, my pictures. Mm, that's an interesting one. Be A lot of people actually in the past were able to have passcodes on WhatsApp, on Photos apps. Yes. Now, my biggest fear is uh, giving someone my phone. Mm. For example, they want to make a phone call. They have to do mm. something. Yeah. And uh, they're like, hey, I have a, a important call real quick. I'm like, you're using my phone. Mm. So I don't want anyone to be in my phone going through things, especially pictures are because pictures are very private and sensitive. Absolutely. Now, Chrome 89 beta on iOS is revealing that whenever you are returning to the Chrome app, your incognito tabs will be blurred until you confirm that it is you who's actually unlocking those tabs. So you can actually go ahead and enable this feature in the privacy section of Chrome settings. However, it does to be it does appear to be a bit in the early testing phase. So if you're not a beta tester, you may not have access to it just yet. Now, a lot of people have been wondering when will this be available for everyone? Well, we're looking at March, but it's still not clear if the Face ID support will be ready in time at the beginning of March. Now, Google is also supporting Touch ID for anyone with an older device that would mm -hmm. like to use that instead of the Face ID. This feature is also very similar to Samsung because they have a secret mode in their mobile browser that allows users to lock tabs with facial recognition or fingerprints. So again, we're seeing Apple and Samsung kind of cheating ideas from one another. Yeah, I mean, it is a necessity to have your things private and secure. Now, I'm looking at the bigger picture now. Let's say a shared iPad, for example. Mm. Now, a lot of homes use an iPad and it's shared between siblings and family members. And uh, obviously, I'm the type of person that if you touch my phone, I will get anxious and I yeah. don't want anyone touching my phone because not only do I have private things, maybe security details, but only that, I, I Google search some stuff that is relevant to me and me only. And I don't yeah. want anyone to know what I'm Googling. Either it's a question about my, my health. It's a question about something that uh, I need to know about. I don't want people to know what I'm going through or what I'm searching. So having this, uh, this feature is very important. So hats off to Google for that <laughs> extra layer of security. But I do want to ask the listeners and the audience watching us from YouTube Live or your radio, your radio uh, station, <laughs> not station, your radio in general, 4215.slot or on Instagram at Pulse95Radio. Do you use Google Chrome for web browsing? And are you excited for that facial recognition incognito mode? Yes, I want to ask if they use the incognito tabs because I personally rarely do use them. But a lot, of a, lot. Yeah, a lot of people I know actually are avid users of it. They don't even use Safari anymore and only use those incognito tabs. Join the conversation. Our text lines are open for 215. Do or it is a lot. But coming up on the show, a very interesting news about Facebook coming up uh, about them working on a smartwatch. Now, that's an interesting one because we've never heard them work on watches before. Keep Pulse 95 locked. We'll be right back. This is Pulse 95. 
gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. New tech you might want to play with or even snap on your wrist because we're talking about Facebook. Now it's secretly building a smartwatch and they're even planning to sell it next year. Now it's not a big of a secret if we're talking about it, ladies and gentlemen. Now Facebook is building a smartwatch as part of its ongoing hardware efforts and the device is said to be an Android based smartwatch. Although it does not say whether or not Facebook does intend for the device to run on Google's Wear OS. It also does say that Facebook is working on building its own operating system for hardware devices and that even future iterations of the wearable may run that software instead. It's very interesting that they're planning to collaborate with Android or Google rather than Apple. And I, I might, must say I do feel a little bit disappointed, but it is understandable at taking after all of the drama that has been going on between the new iOS privacy regulations and Facebook. <laughs> even if there was no drama, Google, uh, Apple would not give anyone anyone on the face of the earth mm. their, their their software they would not give them they anyone. wouldn't but i would think it would be a nice collaboration you know facebook apple it would, a smartwatch it would <laughs> it would be nice but they would not give it apple mm. is very greedy of their hardware and software and even it does goes to show i mean they they kicked off intel true and they said no listen we'll create our, these own. Are our own chips. these are our, our own chips but now facebook does want to jump in and uh, what do you think the smartwatch would have omnia mm, they are going to have a lot of new features so we're looking at having messaging within the watch itself different health and fitness features which is a usual for many wearables and they're also planning to add an interesting gadget to this smartwatch so they're planning to join the facebook's oculus virtual reality headsets and the portal video chat devices as part of the social network's growing hardware ecosystem. So that's going to be interesting, being able to wear this watch, but also pair it with your VR headset and their very own video chats. So I think it's going to be a win if it's actually applicable, since a lot of the times we've seen our different wearables, they're not really compatible with mm. video chat apps. Yes, Omnia, now this is just going to help uh, Facebook's growing hardware ecosystem now. Apple has laid out the blueprint that, hey, if all of our apps and devices kind of interconnect and have that ecosystem together, yeah. that is a great business plan. And we're looking at it when it does come to all our Apple devices. So Facebook is taking that blueprint and they even are working on a branded Ray-Ban smart glasses, which will come <laughs> out later this year and even a separate augmented reality research initiative which is known as project area which is part of the company's broader ar explorations that it has been working on for some time now but although facebook did decline to comment regarding any planned smartwatch projects because obviously facebook is trying to keep it a secret but i mean uh, the secret's <laughs> out the cat's out of the bag it is a marketing scheme that they love to do just you know spread out little rumors and have everyone get excited over them but i think it's very interesting that a company like facebook is actually focusing more on virtual reality augmented reality projects and including different hardware devices that they've uh, invented before as part of that you know ecosystem mm. they have about 6000 employees working on these mm. different AR and VR projects mm. and if they do become a reality i think they'll definitely be a big hit in the smartphone mm. industry now we're looking at a lot of big tech giants and anyone that has to do with tech whether it's amazon facebook google or any of the normal ones that you don't think that they'll jump into this industry i mean we're looking at how a lot of companies in the tech world want to be everything yes. and we're looking at it when it even does come to apple apple's trying to get that apple car amazon had been on a lot of endeavors itself and even was looking at uh, kind of a challenging elon musk yeah. and tesla 
Tesla. So we're looking at the, the tech industry, the tech world becoming everything we need to know because we do know that the future is technology. The future is AI. It is AR. It is machine learning. And it just goes to show that either you jump on the train or you will be left at the train station. And we're looking at Facebook ahead of the train and jumping on it. Now, we're looking at this first step in Facebook. And I do think that eventually, eventually, Twitter will have to do something. Hmm, I wouldn't be surprised. They're definitely trying to advance over other social media platforms. So this may just be their next hit. But let us know. We want to hear from all of you. Would you go ahead and buy a Facebook watch? You know, it's funny now we say Samsung Galaxy watches, Doesn't Apple watches. Doesn't sound nice. I don't, li- I, don't yeah. like, I don't like the tone of it. <laughs> hey, like did you it. check out my new <laughs> FB watch? Hey. It's awesome. I can uh, write my status from here. Literally, I, I, or just like imagine the branding, you know, the, the blue circle with and, the FB in the middle. I'm not, I'm not feeling it, but we do need to ask the audience. 4215, yes. do it or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. Are you excited for the <laughs> FB watch? Feel, it, Would you get it? <laughs> <laughs> Stay connected with the FB watch. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't. You, I wouldn't wear it for free. Don't be. I'd be. You know. Don't be. Don't underestimate it because I'm sure a lot of the older generation would love such a watch. You know, they, your they got mom, the, they got the galaxies for it. They got the Samsung gears <laughs> for it. There's a lot of uh, better alternatives. Many people who are obsessed with Facebook, especially Facebook news. They'll be in love with this watch. Let us know your thoughts coming up on the show. We're talking about Hyundai's brand new car that can't just drive because it can also walk. Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse 95. Out of the all forms of cars that we've discussed on the show, I did not expect to talk about a car like this. You know, we've talked about cars that go in the speed of light. We've talked about flying cars, robotic cars, but never did I think we were going to talk about a walking car and coming right out of Hyundai. Yeah, I mean, only (laughs) it's a robotic vehicle and it's actually designed to work as a four-wheel drive or a four-legged walking machine. Now, Hyundai has revealed an uncrewed ultimate mobility vehicle or called UMV, and its concept is named Tiger, which is an acronym for Transforming Intelligent Ground Excursion Robot. Now, the company's second UMV and the first design to be unscrewed can carry various types of payload while traveling over challenging terrain. Now, Tiger, which was developed, just like we said, Omnia, by Hyundai, is in partnership with Autodesk and Sundberg Farrar, which is intended to carry payloads over remote and, and, and inaccessible terrain, and is designed to operate as a four-wheel drive or even a four-legged walking machine. Now, thinking about this, Omnia, I'm thinking automatically that this should be used on Mars or the moon. <laughs> I agree with you because the different legs that it has can allow it to travel on different terrains. And not just that, it's definitely giving every form of, you know, person in love with mobility a different thinking pattern about this. It's reimagining the way we move in different, you know, surfaces. It's reimagining the way we even approach rescue missions because can you imagine the amount of people's lives that you can save with a car like this instead of you know wondering about whether or not the car can move throughout a certain road all you'll have to do is get up and walk yeah (laughs) so it'll be just as mobile Mm. as let's say a motorcycle across many cars in a filled 
you know, lane of road, uh, lane of cars. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at this as a different type of concept. For example, if uh, supplies need to be sent to someone who is in a stranded area, yeah. helicopters, uh, cars, or even bicycles cannot reach that area. That's where this type of uh, UMV does come in handy. Let's say they're on top of a mountain. They're stuck in the desert. They're stuck in a cave. There's a lot of scenarios where this tiger can be used. Now, uh, I'm looking at how Tiger is saying the capabilities are actually designed to function as a mobile scientific exploration platform in extreme remote locations. And it's based on a modular platform architecture. It does include a sophisticated leg and wheel locomotion system and even a 360 degree directional control and a range of sensors for remote observation. It is also intended to connect unmanned aerial vehicles, which are called UAVs, which can fully charge and deliver Tiger to inaccessible locations. So again, this is great for search and rescue. You can have that UAV on top of the UMV and be sent to a different location. And obviously, a UAV can also become a drone as well. There's a lot of things. And even a lot of government militaries use UAVs for uh, surveillance, for to, to, to scout different locations. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at Hyundai as trying to uh, get into that military field, get into the space sector, and even just become a UMV type of factory. Absolutely. The best part about it, in my opinion, is the fact that it could help out in rescue missions. And it's also great for carrying goods for delivery because such a large load bay housed can be actually uh, found within its body. And Tiger can also be used to deliver eight packages in emergency situations. It can even tackle a range of extreme situations while still keeping its payloads at a much better level than a typical ground vehicle wood now when its legs are retracted this vehicle can actually drive like an all-wheel drive vehicle and it's in its most efficient mode this way because it moves by rolling traction but when the vehicle gets stuck or it needs to travel over a certain terrain that can be very difficult to travel through with wheels on its own it goes ahead and uses its walking ability so that it can get a little bit more unstuck and travels more easily over that terrain yes we're looking at a lot of car companies and a lot of uh, type of uh, vehicles in general uh, moving towards that legged motion even mm. uh, we talked about a couple of weeks ago a couple of months ago uh, the taxi that will that does have its own legs in new york city new york so we're looking at a lot of companies trying to catch on to that legged uh, legged uh, kind of circular movement even spot the robot dog that can actually do those yes. last mile deliveries to certain customers i think it's very interesting how nowadays we're not looking at cars that fly more than we're looking at cars that can actually walk. <laughs> I mean, it does look like something straight out of a sci-fi movie. True. I'll tell you that. But ladies and gentlemen, we do want to know your thoughts. 4215.slot or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. Would you like to order something while you're stuck <laughs> in a desert? And uh, you just see this. <laughs> I, I believe that's the way it sounds. When I want to know legs. how fast it walks. I mean, I want to know how fast it runs. Oh, oh that's an interesting yes, one. Yes, indeed. 4215.slot taking a short break. But when we come back, we're talking about Twitter and how it <laughs> may allow users to receive payments from its followers. You're, you're listening, listening to Pulse95. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Pulse 95. Ladies and gentlemen, Twitter. That's what we're talking about today (laughs) and how it may allow its users to receive payments from its followers. Now, 
The payment feature is to help social media platform earn more money and engagement. Now, Twitter Chief Executive Jack Dorsey did say that the company is exploring allowing its users to receive tips or digital payments from their followers. This is going to be an interesting method to implement to gain more money because just like you mentioned, Hani, uh, in the first, at the beginning of the show, if every fo- if every person with a big followership asked their followers for one dirham, you know, a one dirham tip, they would gain a fortune by yeah. the end of, let's say, a day. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely going to be interesting seeing it come to live, but the ch- uh, Jack Dorsey, who is the chief executive of Twitter, did say that this feature would help the social media platform gain more customers because it's basically focusing on this feature to become more or less like an economic incentive mm. for people who mm. are contributing mm. to Twitter. Mm. So introducing this user tipping, one of the features uh, being like that and the other one being content subscription would help the company diversify its mm. revenue. Since we do know as of right now, almost all of the money that comes out of social media platforms is based on advertising. Yes, and Twitter doesn't get that much money. I mean, Twitter is a huge platform, yes, yeah. 100%, but uh, it, do- it just doesn't make that much money as you would expect. Now, it does look like they're coming at the approach of OnlyFans. If, mm. For those who don't know what OnlyFans is, obviously, if let's say, for example, uh, a celebrity, you like their content and you want to go to a more exclusive, maybe they're t- about their talks, about yeah. certain pictures, videos, or let's say, for example, I'm a person who uh, creates computers for a living and you want to know the tips and tricks of how to make a computer. Well, you come into my OnlyFans, you pay a fee of whatever uh, the, the celebrity puts it at, and then you have access to those pictures, videos, and even content like articles. Mm. So we're looking at Twitter trying to get that same uh, aspect of that. But um, introducing user tipping and new features like content inscriptions would, just like you said, Omnia, help the company diversify its revenue, which it does currently earn mainly from selling advertising on Twitter. Yes. Now, Jack Dorsey did also say that he's not expecting subscriptions to be meaningful to Twitter's revenue until they actually, until at least a year passes by and see how it's actually uh, performing. Mm. Now, well, just last month, you know, we're looking at Twitter actually looking at news as a form of creating revenue for Twitter because they bought the newsletter startup Revu that is hoping to attract users who are looking for mm. creating mm. long form long form content. Mm. Since we do know mm. Twitter has that 144 character 60. limit. Oh, now it's 60. Yeah. Okay, so that shows that I don't really use Twitter that much. Um, that 60. Let me make sure. I thought it was 144, unless they decreased it um, they have a character limit on their tweets so if you pass through that limit you can't really post on twitter and the whole reason behind that is because they do want to keep it a very short form oh, content we're both wrong <laughs> how long is it 280 characters oh wow okay yeah. so you have a lot to write in a yeah, tweet yeah i mean it's a lot but again uh, just going not back not as long as yeah. other platforms though J- just going back to your your point omnia that you did yeah. mention the startup review and how i was trying to get into that news well a lot of people use twitter just mainly for a news outlet as you yeah. can follow the big uh, the big media companies or the media accounts or uh, a newspaper article uh, account and you can get all those news from there and just Go, for example, let's say uh, Sharjah 24 posts something about Sharjah. Then you have Khadij Times talk about something else. And uh, you can just click on those links and you'll be redirected to that website. Or even check out Pulse95 on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, but the thing that I'm looking at, Omnia, is uh, how much, how many people are willing to put their credit card information on Twitter. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Also, making something that used to be for free now at a cost, even if you're introducing new features, just like you mentioned with 
you know, influencers. It's it's very similar to what many influencers have been doing with a platform called Patreon. Many people have been mm. using it to mm. you mm. basically put up content on that platform that is not available for free. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of the public have actually been protesting against such platforms because mm. to them, why am I going to pay for such content when I can get it, mm. let's say, on YouTube or any other mm. social media platform for free. I mean, Omnia, I've actually paid, uh, mm. uh, I think it was $25 a couple of uh, months ago during lockdown. Yeah. Uh, I want. I, I heavily follow the UFC. Okay. And uh, there was a, one of the UFC fighters that I really like uh, was mm. posting content on, I do. I think it was Vimeo. I don't know which platform it was. Yeah. But you had to pay a fee to go and look at those videos. And there are like 12 videos. And I mean, it was insider information. I was getting to know insider information, mm. the tips and tricks his training camps and all of that and sometimes that content is worth paying for just again at the end of the day it depends on who the person you're paying to Mm. whether you like their content so let's say for example um Let's talk about a well-known, uh, inspirational, motivational figure. figure. Oprah Winifrey, and, uh, you know, yeah, you name it. Influencer, yeah. and this person talks a lot about issues that you have concerns about or you learn from this person. So yeah. why not? I mean, again, at the end of the day, most of the things on social media are for free, whether it's YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, I can name them all. And uh, a lot of people do make a living from YouTube, but yeah. not a lot of, no, no one, no one makes a living off of Twitter. True. I agree with you. Even on that TikTok, one. you make money from TikTok. Yeah, but you can't make money out of Twitter. You make money from Instagram. You make money from Facebook. But Twitter is the platform that still has not been marketed as a platform where you can make some dollars. Absolutely. Let us know your thoughts. Do you think this is a good move by Twitter? And would you be willing to pay or tip your favorite influencers on that platform? Future Talk is coming to an end, but you can catch us again tomorrow, same time, same place, from 2 to 3 p.m. Until then, we're going to be leaving you with one of the best shows on Pulse 95. Afternoon Karak is coming up with half of the dream team. Mikhail Atiyah today will keep you company as Aisha Nazmi takes her well-deserved leave. Yes, indeed. Do tune in to the Afternoon Karak from 4 to 5, only here on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.